The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. Support your healthy CoQ10 levels and blood pressure with two chews a day. Visit RadioBeatsBeets.com and save 15% with promo code DEAL. The Wind Chill Factor with Justice General built-in Buffalo production. Josh Allen's a superstar. Stop being a hater, everybody. What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in to the Winchill Factor Podcast. I'm your host, Justice General. Today, I got a very special guest with me. Got my brother, Pernell. How you doing, bro? I'm sad. I'm sad. Sad? <laughs> it's a sad monday bro (laughs) (laughs) so if you guys you know listen to this program i've had him on a couple times actually i think it's like your third or fourth time or something like that being on here um he is a washington football fan uh so it's perfect guest to have on this week um you know to talk about the bills 43 to 21 stomping of his favorite team uh, i i know you you didn't get a chance to watch the game <laughs> i know you didn't get a chance to watch the game but <laughs> i know you uh you said you you saw uh the highlights and stuff so how, how did you feel about you know the overall performance uh on the washington side i think it was just bad i think the defeat the defense was extremely overrated coming into the season by myself included. It's not the defense that we saw last year, and I'm not really sure what's the problem. We added more what I thought would be weapons, and Will Jackson, he has done like what I thought was a good job so far. And even in the game, I think he had a few plays that that were decent. There was a play where he got passed an interference call on Stefan Diggs, third and eight. I'm not saying they only gave him the call because it was in Buffalo, but I'm just saying, if if the game was in Washington, I think that call would have went the other way. On the offensive side, that's fair. Think, that yeah, no, no. that that pass interference was a little sketchy. That was yeah. a little sketchy, but they wasn't calling holding on y'all the entire game. So, so I, you know, I, it was kind of like a give or take. The reps was just trash all the way around. Right. <laughs> yeah. So they was just missing calls apparently. So that that's that's bad on the on the rest part. Um, but other than that, like I said, defensively, Kendall Fuller, he's not playing what I expected him. The first three games, it seems like he's just his head's not in it. I'm not sure what it is, but it's not the same lockdown corner that I seen last season. And another defensive problem that I think we have is Benjamin St. Juice. Teams are targeting him, and we chose to get rid of Jimmy Moreland and keep Troy Appy, which I think was a terrible decision. Jimmy Moreland showed and proved that, you know, he can show up in certain situations. And Benjamin St. Juice right now, I know he's a rookie, but he just hasn't been what we have hyped him up to be as Washington fans based off training camp footage and preseason games. So, you know, it's a disappointment to see, but the season's still early. So time, time still has to, you know, run its course and let this team do, do what it does. Yeah, absolutely. Um, One thing about uh, us Bills is first game of the season, 
we lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers and mm-hmm. basically the I put the entire L on our offensive line, right? It was just bad protection the entire time. Pittsburgh was just running through our offensive line pretty much. I mean, it wasn't just on offensive line, but they were pretty much the the major, you know, problem in my opinion, right? right? So, uh, you know, coming in, you know, y'all guys have Allen and and Chase Young and, and Montez Sweat. Uh, you know, we were super worried about y'all defensive line coming in. Now I had him in here rumbles about how they haven't been playing really up to, you know, what, what you guys thought that they were going to be so far, or I'm sorry, this season, we really thought like these guys are going to be a real actual problem, but watching the game for the most part, I mean, we didn't allow a single sack. So the offensive line pretty much handled those boys. What's your, uh, what's your, what were your expectations of the team first and foremost? And then, you know, were you disappointed with what you've seen so far? You know, so what's going on with the defensive line? Um, Expectation-wise, like, I knew coming into the season that it had a lot of hype and they, and they had to live up to it. Um, I think it's still early in the season, and I, I'm not going to say it's strictly on those guys. I think it's scheming also. Jack Del Rio hasn't really done a good job of running blitzes or bringing more pressure. It's really just the front four rushing. So I think it's it's kind of hard to like base it off just these three games. I feel like they're they're trying to run something different than they did last year. Like last year was a lot of man coverage and, and blitzes. This year we've been running a zone. We haven't really been rushing everybody like two or rush. Like I seen Chase in coverage a lot last well in the highlights that I watched. I've seen him in coverage about three times and I'm like, what's going on here? But Expectation-wise, I'm not going to lie. They're really not performing up to what I think. I think we're ranked 25th in rush defense, 28th, 27th in pass defense. Like, we're just ranked in the bottom half of the league in, in defense when last season we were top five. So it's a lot of adjustments and a lot of a lot of scheming that got to get done defensively on, on the Washington side. So before yesterday's game, Excuse me. Uh, how do you guys? How do you think you guys fared? Because I, I understand, you know, after the game, the rankings were all bad. But I think a lot of that is because you know our run game went over 100 yards. Uh, Josh Allen went absolutely nuts. He threw for 358 uh, passing yards, I believe. Um, 74 completion, 74 percent completion percentage. Um, and four passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown. Obviously, he completely obliterated y'all defense, right? Um, and I know that that probably has a a big, you know, especially with through three games, that's a big portion of why you guys will be ranked so low uh, at this present point after, you know, Sunday's game. But do you think you guys were having a problem even before the Bills game, or is that something that just kind of got exposed a little bit because of uh, the game? Oh, no, we were having a problem before before yesterday's game. You know, with the first two games, I had more insight because I'm actually there on the field watching. And we had the same Right, problem. I didn't mean to mention that. Yeah, you know, um, Daniel Jones, he went for 250 yards passing, 95 yards rushing. 
Um, I think he had Saquon had about 50 yards. And then Justin Herbert, I believe, let me double check, but I believe he had about 300 yards that game passing also. So the coverage, like the pass defense, has been terrible. He had 337 yards for Justin Herbert. So the pass defense has been terrible coming in coming into week three. It's, it's, it's been a problem. The pressure was, the, like, the front seven was playing better. Well, the front four. I'm not going to say the front seven. The front four was playing better in the um, – New York game, I believe they had four sacks that game. John Canala had two himself. And but just this week, like you said, your your offensive line, they did what they had to do. But like no sacks actually I am shocked to hear that. Um I'm gonna have to look, see if he had any QB hits or pressures, but if that's the case, then your offensive line definitely showed up better. Yeah, um definitely because I know that it, it didn't look good for us in, in that uh, first game versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Obviously, Cam Hayward, uh, TJ Watt was healthy at the time. Um, Melvin Ingram absolutely was out of his mind versus us. And ever since then, Pittsburgh still has been pretty bad right. just all around as a team. Um, so it kind of pisses me off that they were wanting to perform so well versus us. And I don't know if our offensive line it was just an anomaly I'm not really sure what was going on, but that game, they were really out of sorts and it kind of let them bully them. And that's why, like I said, this game, we were terrified. Like we was thinking Chase Young, you know, Montez Sweat, this was going to be their like coming out party for the season, that this is where they were going to get right uh, and everything else. But I'm not going to lie. I, I kind of thought that too, looking at like what you said, I, I kind of looked into what y'all been doing the first two weeks and seeing what, Pittsburgh did and saying that Josh Allen hasn't been performing at Josh Allen like standards. So I was like, oh, maybe you right. know, we'll catch them slipping this game coming in. Nope. <laughs> that, that was not the case. Josh Allen said, I am still JA MVP, as your Twitter name would go. <laughs> J- right. <7-3. laughs> yeah, he definitely he performed like an MVP for sure. Um, it was what was it? Thirty-two of forty-three. That's nuts. You know, thirty-two of forty-three for three fifty-eight, four touchdowns. He had a uh, you know only nine yards on the ground, but a touchdown. Uh, so, like I said, Josh Josh was absolutely balling out of his mind. He's probably going to be uh, AFC Offensive Player of the Week, uh, to be honest. And this is this is the game that makes you say, okay. You know, this this guy's the MVP, right? Um, obviously he he hadn't been playing like that the first two weeks of the season. So hopefully, you know, he can keep up this pace and uh, you know, that that he can stay consistent with uh this type of play. Um and I was really happy with, you know, the way our defense played as well. Uh what was your opinion of the way your offense kind of handled the game and what did you think of Taylor Heineke? Um, I think I watched it. I saw a couple of plays, and I think that Heineke. I think he's he's a he's a decent quarterback. You know, he got some growing to do. Being that this was only his fourth career start in the NFL, twenty eight years old, fourth career start. But um, I'll I'll tell you this. I'm not sure you 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 watched the game, so you can actually answer this question for me. Number two, Deami Brown, our wide receiver. Were they trying to force him the ball on plays that? 
he shouldn't have been forced the ball. Like, yes or no? Let me know that real quick before I finish. This I mean, play. honestly, he was Taylor Heineke looked like he was trying to do anything. He looked like he was trying to do whatever he possibly could. There was a time where uh, Brown was running by himself across the middle uh, on third down, I believe it was. Easy first down if he picks it up. Just dropped it right through his hands. Um, I don't know what was going on, but uh, those guys, you know, dropped a lot of passes. Taylor Heineke, it seemed like he was doing all he could. Uh, he, you know, he, he was forcing some stuff, but it seemed like he was only forcing it because like, he didn't really, you know, have anything else going for him. You know, he was trying to make plays. He was trying to do some superhuman stuff. kind of like the rookie Josh Allen to me. Um, but Taylor Heineke made some really athletic plays. Um, he, he was, I don't want to say accurate, but he was decent, you know, throwing the football. But again, uh, it didn't look like any of his wide receivers were getting too much separation. So it didn't look like he had too much to go off of. And, you know, uh, when that's the case and you got a quarterback who, you know, can do what Taylor Heineke can do, then, you know, he, he tries to be Superman. And like I said, I can relate to that because we dealt with that in uh, Josh's rookie year. Um, so that's kind of where I was at with it. Um, like the the screen pass he had to Gibson. Gibson, yeah, I saw that play. Okay like 75 yards or something touchdown uh and then obviously that weird kickoff where uh they just let Dang. it bounce in you and you guys recovered it and then that, that was a weird play i didn't even Justin know. gotta try that more often like i yeah. don't know why <laughs> like that's a really good play i saw that and i was, was like yo that's crazy and our, our kick returner is a little inexperienced. He hasn't been doing this like a long time. Um, so he doesn't know to go up there and catch that ball or at least to make an attempt on it. Uh, he kind of let it bounce, and that was the worst possible thing to do. Uh, but he'll be fine, like I said. And so I think a lot of kick returners would have had the wherewithal to be able to, you know, grab the ball and, and at least try to make an attempt at it. But it was, right. it was a high-arcing kick. The wind took it. Uh, and yeah, it just took the right bounce. And then coming off of that, Taylor Heineke made a really good play, scrambled out of the pocket, uh, went around and, you know, uh, scrambled in for the touchdown. And boy, he's fast, man. He's super yeah, nah, he's, athletic. He's quick. Yeah. Nah. So let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Ryan Fitzpatrick is healthy, right? Taylor Heineke is healthy. Mm. Who do you want as your starting quarterback and why? Um, I was actually talking with the older Washington football fan, um, you know, fan, team fan, and Heineke. And the reason I'll say this is because, and it's true, we perform better with a mobile quarterback. No matter, like, it's like they scheme better with mobile quarterbacks. We saw it with RG3. We saw it with... <clears throat> Not Jason Campbell, like he was mobile, but not really mobile. But like mobile quarterbacks get better into our schemes. Like the the standstill pocket quarterbacks aren't really good for what we do. Like like you said, we need a quarterback that can make their own plays and get out of the pocket. And Fitzpatrick, like I love Fitz, don't get me wrong. And I was happy when we got him. We talked about it on the pod already. <laughs> and I, when I saw him like in our offense, I was like, this doesn't work. There was a lot of plays where it seemed like 
he wouldn't even look Terry McLaurin's way. And I'm like, that's your number one guy. Why aren't you looking for him? If you go back and watch uh, the first game, he targeted Deami Brown about five plays in a row, and Terry's just over there open. I'm like, yo, what are you doing? So I'll say that Heineke fits better because, as you see, he he does have the connection with Terry. It probably didn't show yesterday, but I saw it in week two. No, the, there was a couple of passes he 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 completed to Terry. Kind of pissed me off a little bit. Uh, he, I mean, they didn't have like an ultra super duper connection, obviously, because our secondary is pretty good. But uh, Terry seemed like the only wide receiver that was making any plays for y'all, to be honest. Exactly, and I think that it will open up more once Curtis Samuel is healthy, because like right now they're trying to run with Terry as the number one and Deami Brown as the number two, and Deami he's just not experienced enough. I think that he's he's he could be good, but I don't want them to do to him what they did with Josh Dawson, and I feel like that's what they're trying to do. And when I say by that, yep. you probably don't know what they did with Josh Dawson. Like there was a lot of times where they just tried to force him into that big moment. Like, like we're going to make him a name right now. Um, in mm-hmm. games against like Dallas and Philly, like you know, divisional games where we'll, where we'll show, oh, this guy's who? Like, what's his name? Like, no, we don't need to do that. Like, Yami Brown can become a name, but we have a name already. His name is Terry McLaurin. Feed him, use him, <laughs> and then once they start double teaming him again. Then give the ball to Deami or Adam Humphries or Logan Thomas. Like, but use who you got. And even Logan Thomas, like, there was a play early in the game where he made a good play and then he fumbled. Great defensive play by yep. Trey White. Great defensive play by mm-hmm. Trey White going and punch that ball out. But that play, you just saw the effort that he was trying to do to fight for more yards. And unfortunately, it ended up fumble. But, like, feed those guys. Feed Logan Thomas. Feed Terry McLaurin. And then it'll get to mm-hmm. the zero plays for. Yami Brown, Adam Humphreys, Ricky Stills, Jones, guys like that. Yeah, I don't, I don't really. I mean, obviously, you, you can't fumble there, that's for sure. But I don't hold that play against uh, Logan Thomas too much. Uh, it was just a really good play by uh, Trey White, and uh, Logan Thomas was just trying to make something happen for his team. Uh, exactly. And then Logan Thomas, even you know, he he ended up catching that that pass at the end of it game uh basically for you know the garbage time touchdown and you know to make the score look a little less you know horrible than it already was <laughs> but um uh, overall um how, how do you think your team fared against you know a, a super bowl contending team like the buffalo bills based on the the final score i don't think they did well it was like you said, 43, <laughs> 43 to fourteen up until garbage time. So like that's that's not good. The defense got to do better. They given up three hundred plus, four hundred actually, four hundred plus total yards of offense every single game. Like twenty twenty averaging teams averaging like twenty six, I believe twenty six point three something against us. And it's just it got to do better. Offense, you know, I think with Heineke there. They still got time to develop plays. Like I said, he's the young quarterback, and the whole with Curtis Samuel, his other weapon isn't there. So I think over time, you know, we got the Saints coming up. We got the Chiefs. So we got more, more, I'll say, um, times to show like what we can do against other contenders. We got the Bucks. Like, we got a first-place schedule. We have the toughest schedule in the NFL, in my opinion. So we'll, we'll have more yeah, chances. That's true. 
Like, we have one tough schedule. Yeah. Man. I mean, to be fair, y'all not going to play a Josh Allen every week, you know, and not only just a Josh Allen, but a Josh Allen at the top of his game. Like, you know, that's not even, you know, that's a top I mean, we got one Matt quarterback Ryan in the NFL. Week. We got look, right. So, let me see. We got Matt Ryan next week, and we got Jameis Dyke. Cool. But, but then we got Patty Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers. The Falcons, the Falcons ain't really playing too well right now. They're also exactly. one and two, just like you guys, except like, it looks a lot worse. Yeah. Right. So you think you guys will be able to, you know, uh, uh, turn it around and kind of see if you can make a playoff run because Dallas looks pretty, pretty damn good. I'm not gonna lie. To you. Yeah, they, they, they do. The defense still has to get better in my opinion, but I think they offensively, you know, with that there, they're always going to be something a lot of people crazy. But um, yeah, I think we can turn it around. It's these next two games really weak are must win. I'm not going to lie. The next two games are must win. Falcons and Saints, NFC games. Because after that, we got the Chiefs and the Packers, and those are going to be tough. Golly. Why they do this to us? <laughs> Why did they? <laughs> hey, bro, y'all, y'all made the playoffs last year, bro. I y'all almost knocked off the eventual Super Bowl champions, bro. Our schedule is crazy. It goes Chiefs, Packers, and Broncos. We we could we should beat them. Then the Bucks, Panthers, Seahawks, Raiders, and then all division games to end the season. Five straight division games to end the season. Has that ever been done in modern? Like, yeah. when is the last time that's been I done? Don't. I don't know. That's crazy. I don't. I don't know if if I've ever saw five straight division games in the season for anybody before. That's nuts. Um. So let me ask you this: Do you think you guys will will make the playoffs this year? And what what would like based on your one and two start right now? What do you think? And and not only that, but you're able to gauge. Um, you know, kind of where you guys are as a talent level, uh, you know, proposition. So, what do you, what do you think uh, your record would be, and uh, what what place you would finish in the NFC East? Uh, looking at the schedule and just hope, if the defense becomes the defense that we believe that they can be, then I fully believe we can turn things around, and I'll say we end up ten and seven. 11 and 6, first place in the NFC East, maybe second, tied for first, depending on how these last five games go. We already got one division win, so that Giants win was a huge win. We really needed that. So now Dallas has one, boom. They're tied in the division, one and no, one and no. We need those last five games are really going to be key. And we're going to, I'm going to be a Philly fan a couple of games. In, in in January, when they played it, when they play the Cowboys, I'm gonna be a Giants fan when they play the Cowboys. Because like right now, it's us or the Cowboys for the division. I say eleven and six, ten and seven. Yeah, the Cowboys look really good. I don't. Yeah, I don't even. The worst. I don't. All right, so you still pretty confident no, in what y'all got? I'm still confident. No, I'm not gonna say the worst. Nine and eight, like nine and eight, the worst because it is seventeen. But I don't. I don't see us like going under 550 if the defense comes to par. We'll revisit in week nine. 
<laughs> but I think um, I think having five straight division games to end the season is kind of an advantage because at that point you kind of get to, you know, create your own destiny. You know what I mean? Because like if you can muster up, I don't know, four or five wins prior to that last five game stretch and then win out the those five games, then or even you know, though yeah, you pretty much solidify, you know, uh, you know, your spot in the playoffs and at the top of the division. The five games before that is the Broncos, the Bucks. I mean, yeah, the Broncos, the Bucks, the Panthers, the Seahawks, and the Raiders. I can see us winning mm-hmm. four, four out of five of those. Bucks. No, I think we're gonna come to play against the Bucks. I think we still that game. I think we could do it. I think we still that game against the Bucks. Seahawks, they always find a way to beat us. So I think that's going to be the one that we take the L in that time game. I thought she said it was division games. No, no, I'm just talking about the five before the division games. After that, it's Cowboys, Eagles, Cowboys, Eagles, Giants. That's going to be Cowboys, Eagles. You said what? Well, yeah, Cowboys, pretty- Eagles, Giants? No, Cowboys, Eagles, then Cowboys again, then Eagles again, then Giants. Damn! Oh my God! I've never right. seen that before. That's weird scheduling. They they must have wanted that to to kind of be you know like I said to be the determining factor to see if y'all would win. That's really it's somewhat the same schedule for the Cowboys. Like I think they got like four divisions. And then the Seahawks. That's interesting. As their last game. I just want to throw y'all on prime time. They love yeah, throwing the NFC East on prime time. All those games are going to be at 1 o'clock. You know what's crazy? Actually, they're not. It's a to be determined. <laughs> you said what? I, mean, they win. I said most of the games are at 1 o'clock, except the Cowboys game is at 8.20 on the day after the Eagles game. To be determined, they probably gonna flex that in prime time. Definitely gonna flex that in prime time. Look at this game, y'all. The Eagles, Cowboys. Nobody care about this game for real, for real. Even though the Cowboys do look pretty good, I don't think anybody is concerned about what the Eagles can do. Um, at least not at this present point in time. Look, touchdown, forty yeah, to fourteen. Yes, the one. Eagles are Cowboys just again. I mean, down forty. No, to the Cowboys 14. are there. It's 40 to 14. It's looking as bad as the Buffalo Washington game, honestly. This is why I don't like people. You just had to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of surprises. <laughs> I know, sorry, bro. I quit. <laughs> no, nah, but it was crazy. It's like, I think Dak is a top five quarterback, bro. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, but outside of that, I feel like Washington has the better record. Like I was really expecting a lot from y'all this season. Like what? Well, tell me about uh, the running back, like McKissick and and Gibson and and Patterson. First of all, do you know about Patterson? Like like you like yes, him? I love Patterson, but my thing is they don't play him enough. Did he right. did he even touch the field in the Buffalo game? I didn't. I, the first quarter I watched, he didn't right. play. The two so. games that I was. That I was um, present that he only touched the field in the fourth quarter. I'm like, yo, what are you doing? 
he like he reminds me of like a Maurice Jones Jr. Darren Sproles type running back. Okay. Small, quick, can hit the holes, but like he can also like power over you when you need it. So I'm like, why aren't we including him in which I think you know Antonio Gibson and McKissick are already a decent duo at running back. Like let's make it a trio. Let's make it a real three three headed monster, but I'm not I'm not Scott Turner, bro. I'm gonna talk to him. I'm gonna have to tell him about himself. <laughs> no, nah, but uh, you know, Jared Patterson is out of UB, so obviously Buffalo is very fond of him. We wanted to, you know, see him thrive. We actually wanted him to see him on our squad. Um, you know, unfortunately, that didn't happen. I'm glad, I'm glad he's here. I like, you know, the only reason he is here is because Chase like advocated for him to come here. Chase Young? Yeah, they played in high school together. He's from Maryland, Jared Patterson. So like, yeah, I didn't see that he was from the Maryland area. Yeah, he's they they played in high school together, and Chase like you know went out and talked to the coaches like go go look at this guy named Jared Patterson. And he said, well, picking him. well, picking him up because he wasn't drafted. He's an undrafted. Player. Right. You should have been drafted. That boy is nice. Nah, he's really good. Like I'm not sure why people didn't draft him. I guess because his stature is small, but nah, it's because he came out of UB. You think that's why? Yeah, don't nobody give UB credit. I mean, Khalil Mack was like the only UB product that people ever gave any respect, if we're being honest. Oh, wow. That's actually shocking. Yeah. It, I know people do not respect UB at all. Um, but, you know, there's definitely a lot of talent coming out of UB these days. And um, it's pretty cool, especially being from a Buffalo. You know, Buffalo's finally getting on the map like you know we finally got obviously you know like i said prospects coming out of ub the bills are finally doing really good uh you know griselda you know just the city's moving you know what i mean so yeah, it's exactly pretty cool yeah yeah it's pretty cool to to kind of see the shift you know this this happening uh in the city right now um and, and uh we're, we're definitely getting put more so on the national stage than we were before um so yeah, it is pretty cool. But um back to the running backs, I did want to get your opinion on um you know Gibson and, and McKissick. Uh, like how do you feel about those guys? Antonio Gibson, I think he's a really, really good running back. I think once the offense gets going, he'll be more involved. I think he has the ability to show that he is a top running back in the league. I'm not gonna say top nine or top ten yet, but I think with the experience and growth that he can be in our first two years, he's already broken the Washington records for the most yards from scrimmage from a running back. So that's, you know, that's going to go off. <clears throat> as far as McKissick, I think he's a really good third down back, really good third down back. He, he's quick. He's good in the passing and running game. And like I said, the only thing I think we're missing is Patterson to add to the three the three-headed monster. If Gibson, he's quick. He hits the holes. He, as you see, he had that screen for 73 yards. He's good in the receiving. He was a wide receiver in college. Then they moved him to running back once he got to the NFL. So it's like we got a, an extra receiver on the field when he's out there. And McKissick, I'm not going to lie. I kind of wanted Peyton Barber to stay, but as the season been going and I've watched McKissick, I've, I've gone fond of him. So I'm, I'm, I'm impressed with our running back core as of right now. Yeah. 
Yeah. Justice. Oh, wow, wow. I was talking all that time and did not realize I was muted. <laughs> so um, my question is, um, I know it's it's kind of hard to, you know, kind of get into a rhythm when you start off the game down 21-0. Uh, you kind of got to throw, uh, you know, more often than, than you probably want to. Um, but do you think going forward, y'all are more of a passing threat or a running threat? Um, once per Samuel get healthy, I think it'll be more of a duel for it, honestly. I think with Harry and Curtis on the outside and then Daniel gets to run in the ball with McKenzie and hopefully Patterson gets more touches that the offense has it could be more remnant of the twenty twelve offense for RG three and, and Alpha Moore. Yeah, we were running the ball but Pierre Garson on the back line also for a thousand RG three with Pierre Garcon is still playing? No, I'm talking about when we played in 2012. Like, I'm saying this offense could be running of the RG belong that we had in 2012. Gotcha. Okay. And that would be with um, Alfred Morris. Heineke at quarterback, yeah, right? Yeah, with Heineke at quarterback. Okay, so you do like Heineke more than Fitzpatrick? Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I like, I'm, I'm a fan of Heineke. So yeah, I love me too. Fitz. I really, I love Fitz, and I think he's a great quarterback. I just don't think that he can fit for this offense. So, do you think that uh, Heineke is your quarterback of the future? If we're winning, yeah, I think. That <laughs> if we're winning, <laughs> yeah, not nah, really. No, nah, but he's 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 twenty eight years old. It's his first season as a starter. I think he's he's here for the next four years. Maybe four or five years to be as, as the starter. Yeah, as the starter. And like I think I think he has the potential to really show something. Like I seen him make some throws where I'm like, yo, this kid is different. There was a pass week two where he made this like quick one up in the back corner of the end zone. Not not I didn't not even that pass. That was a throw, but it was like a little quick shuffle pass for like eight yards, just a like a Russell Wilson, Pat Mahomes type though, like just okay. running one hand, just uh, tossing to him. I'm like, yo, he's nice. Like that's different. I'm gonna send you the clip, but when I get a chance, but like he's 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 made me a fan. Like the way he that that throw, like you said, to end on against Phil Jones. Not only was that a great throw, that was a great catch. But right, I'm a, I'm I'm sold on Heineke for now. Like, I'm sold. Not even for now. Like I want him to do good. I want him to – he does good, my team does good. As far as I'm concerned, Heineke is reported back with us. Yeah, because, I, I, you know, I, I agree with you. Like, if I'm a Washington fan, I want Heineke to do well because he has a skill set that not a lot of guys bring to the table. And yeah. um, if he's able to put it all together and, you know, kind of get his bearings, you know, you know, get, get his legs underneath them and – and you know, be able to have a successful career, then you know he he brings something that a lot of guys don't have, and um, I think that that's going to be beneficial for you guys in the long run. Yep. Um, so so let me ask you this: What do you think uh, the Buffalo Bills 
you know, have to look forward to going forward. Success, honestly, I think we'll see, like, you all get back to Super Bowl contention. AFC Championship, you know, I think you are, you're obviously going to be a sponsor there, and I think that you all can make the for the Super Bowl. I'm not, going to, I'm not just saying that because I'm on this podcast, but like I told you before, that, that was my team on Madden and some more. Like, I'm still, I'm a Josh Allen fan. <laughs> Everybody knows how I feel about that fucking day. He's not, not just because he's a Ellen boy, but he's actually top three, top one wide receiver in the league. Um, Trey, Trey White, the defense is crazy. That Milano, Poyer, and Hyde, I think they're a great safety duo. I think Doc, Doxon Knox had a few plays yesterday that really had me like, oh, this, this guy's pretty good, too. Like, you all, you're a Buffalo fan, so you already know about him, but he's making yeah. me a fan of what I've seen this year. So, yeah, you, you all look nice. Like, you had the slow start, but Josh Allen, he's he put up, like you said, 300-plus yards, 32 of 43 against what's supposed to be a top-five defense in the league. So you all are in good shape right now. Barring any injuries, like, there's no reason Buffalo won't win the ASU. Absolutely. Um, especially when you consider, wow, what a throw. Great throw by uh, Jalen Hurts. He just threw a touchdown pass. Um, so – Kind of looking at the rest of the AFC real quick. Got the Chiefs taking their second straight loss to a division opponent. Two losses now to conference opponents, which is going to be huge for playoff seating moving forward. Yep. Uh, we got this the team that we lost to, the Steelers. They kind of look trash. Like, they look bad now. Um, you know, the Titans don't look amazing. You know, they're, they're kind of sneaking out these Ws, but Overall, they don't look great. Uh, the Colts don't look good at all. Um, the Ravens kind of look eh. You know, they don't look like it. They should have lost to the Lions, you know, uh, on Sunday. There was a delay of game penalty that wasn't called. And um, they, they did convert on, you know, what was it, like fourth and 19 or something crazy. I don't know how you let that happen. But, uh, yeah, that, uh, yeah, so the Lions kind of blew that one. But. Obviously, Justin Kicker, Justin Kicker, Justin Tucker, you know, kicked 66 yarder to win the game, <laughs> longest uh, kick in in NFL history. Um, so that's just the Lions' loss. That that's just something you don't see every day. Um, but the the AFC was supposed to be like this gauntlet of good teams, and uh, it doesn't really seem like that's the case. But the NFC. Y'all conference is looking pretty scary. Like the entire NFC West looks good. Um, Cowboys and the Redskins, uh, I, you know, I'm expecting them to be, you know, good for the rest of the season. Um, you know, the, the Buccaneers look good. The, the Saints look pretty good. The, the Panthers look really good. Uh, you know, so what, what is your uh, – you said that you have the Buffalo Bills winning the AFC. What do you think is going to happen with the NFC? NFC sleeper pick, Lamb. I don't even know how I didn't mention it. Oh, wait, I said the NFC West. The Rams. I'm not going to lie. They, they're looking good. And the defense is already crazy, but adding Stafford to mm-hmm. offense just makes them look even better. Like, Unfair. we all knew. 
<laughs> right. We all knew Matt Stafford was a good quarterback, but now he's actually in a situation where the franchise wants to win. He's not in Detroit. You know, Detroit was a terrible franchise, like all around. They made very Sanders and Calvin Johnson retire before 30. So, I swear I said the exact same thing, bro. Now I said, I don't put that on Matt Stafford. Right. Like, I don't put anything that, that happened the past 15 years on Matt Stafford. Like, we're, this is the time people said that he had to show, like, all right, I'm not in Detroit. I can win. And right now he's, he's doing it. So, like I said, Absolutely. Los Angeles Rams, that's the sleeper pick. That's your sleeper pick? Yeah, I think they're gonna be they're gonna go to the they're gonna win the NFC. Not not to win okay. like everything, but like they're the ones winning the NFC, I think. Because not a lot of people had them checked to be one of the top teams, which is crazy considering the defense and like I said, that is Yeah. <laughs> I definitely did. Um and, and also, you know, the Packers. I didn't mention the Packers, but they also look pretty good. Um, the Vikings look so, decent, you know, too. I feel about Aaron Rodgers. The goat. That's your favorite quarterback? Of all time. Yeah, Aaron is that boy. Can't lie. He, I mean, what they just did to the 49ers yesterday, that was strictly Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. I don't know why people don't seem to want to cover Devontae Adams, but he just be running free on the field. I don't know how or why. Like, I really don't understand NFL defense. It's not that they don't want to cover him. They can't cover him. Like, have you seen his route running? But I understand, bro. But it's like, if I'm, I'm, when I'm looking at games, like, I'm looking at guys like Devontae Adams and, and Travis Kelsey and Darren Waller, and these dudes is running wide open. And I'm like, yo, what, in what universe are you not, like, making sure that these guys have somebody on them at all times. Like, double them if you have to. Who else is Aaron Rodgers going to Like, Lazard? I mean, I understand Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers, but don't let Aaron Rodgers beat you with Devontae Adams because that's going to be a no-brainer every time. Like, make him beat you with somebody else. Hey, man, it's it's hard to plan when you got a great quarterback and a great wide receiver. It's like Aaron Rodgers doesn't make Devontae Adams look good. Devontae Adams doesn't make Aaron Rodgers look good. They're both good with or without each other. Yeah. In my opinion. And when you put that together, what you what can you do to stop it? I don't know, man. They be doubling Stephon Diggs, that's for damn sure. But I guess even still, you know, Josh finds a way to, you know, get Diggs the ball. Um, you know, but it's it's obviously uh-huh. No, I'm saying exactly like he'll still get the ball to him because it's Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs. And then if he can right. if it's a Dawson Knox or a Cole Beasley or Gabriel Davis, like, you know, he, he'll get them. And then that same thing with Aaron Rodgers. Oh, Devontae not there? Cool. Let me go Tunyon, Robert Tunyon, Anthony Lazard, uh, Shandlin, v- Van der Shandlin or whatever his name is. I'm like, I don't even know you talking about, honestly. <laughs> Marquise Van de Chandler, he's another wide receiver for the package. That's why I'm gonna use only yeah. matter. Now I'm gonna use the I'm gonna use the Washington football team. I need my receivers. You're gonna lose twice. 
You, you really want Washington to take two L's, bro? Just use a different team because it's going to be embarrassing. We're going to stream that game. Heineke going to go for 300 passing yards. Right. See, I can tell you never played me before. Like, uh, because know, that's I'm not, not even Because you know, your pass defense is crazy. 300 yards. I won. I was about to say, you didn't win, but it's all right. I don't, I don't remember this game. We're, we're, we're definitely going to uh, go ahead and, and, and box that out. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll definitely make that happen. But uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and wrap this up. It is pretty late, and I got to edit this and everything. So um, I'm not going to hold you too long. Uh, you want to let everybody know where they can go ahead and find you, bro, up on Twitter, Instagram? Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, MySpace, Bebo, at you can follow me at B L V C C N E L L. Last name. Absolutely, bro. Um, thank you so much, my man P, for coming through. Uh, this is the Winchill Factor. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you so much for everybody uh, supporting Bills and Buffalo brand, whether it's the Twitter page, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, just, you know, listen or a, a view or a donation, whatever. Um, we appreciate all the love and support. Uh, so thank you guys for, you know, continuing to support us. Uh, you know, hope you guys have a beautiful day. This is both Buffalo Podcast Network, and we are out. Thank you for listening to The Wind Chill Factor with your host, Justice General. Be sure to catch Justice every Tuesday only on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network.